You know what? The Lord used this song to just hit me and knock me off. I don't know how many of us at one level, in one form or the other, you have not realized that in spite of, you know, one of the greatest examples in scripture is David. When they were calling sons, he wasn't included. When they were looking for a king, he wasn't included. When people were gathering, he had to be taking care of she. I don't know whether you come from a family where you are the David. I don't know whether you are in an environment where sometimes it doesn't register that actually God has been so good. And the evidence is all around us. For you to be sitting in the house of God at this time of the day is evidence that God is good. It's all around us that you messed up so badly that even you didn't expect to make it. And even though you didn't expect to make it, somebody loves you more than you love yourself. If we'll just take our time and realize that there is enough evidence around us to prove that God loves you. There's enough evidence around you. I don't care what the pain is. You know, everybody and what has knocked them off or what has set them back or what has become stagnant in their life or what has become a burden that they're carrying. But even with the presence of the burden, there's still evidence of God's goodness. Even though there seems to be a delay in certain areas of your life, there is still evidence of the goodness of God. You know, February comes around once a year and everybody gets excited and they do whatever they have to do or they don't do whatever. But God's love is all year round. Before you were born, his love was there. He was loving on you before you were born. And he's been loving on you ever since. And you know, the beauty about God's love is that there's nothing we can do about it. You need to realize that every aspect of your life and up till now, your life has been held in his palm. Every now and then we try and slip out of it, then he catches us. Sometimes we even go and hide and he still comes to find us. Sometimes everybody else writes us off except him. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life. I see the evidence of
Jeremiah 31. All over my I just wanted to explain this generous love, this lavish love. You know, when you get to a certain age in your life or a certain phase in your life, love becomes directed or focused either on a spouse, on children on whatever but my little conversation with us today is that you have to also enjoy the love that you don't have to do anything for there is no nothing no qualification you know when people are saying who do you want to marry I want this kind I want this type I want somebody who's there I want somebody who's there you know, even as a parent, your expectation of your children, you have to make sure you go to school, you have to finish, you have to do this. Don't do this. God's love has not, 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 not. All over my life, all over my life, I see evidence of your. I feel like I have to drum it into somebody's head today. Stop, stop messing about. Stop frustrating yourself. Have rest. The evidence of For some of us, it took a long while, but eventually we got around to it and realized that the love of God is real. If I can just get you to accept that, then I'm good. He's faithful and kind. I'm going to read the New King James and then I'll read the Message Bible. We have 20 minutes, we'll finish. If we don't finish, just walk out. All over my life, I see evidence of your goodness. You know, I don't know what background you have, what families you come from, you know, but I think it was on Friday. I mean, I, this song came from Monday, Tuesday. I didn't bother with it. Just then I think it was Thursday or Friday. I was praying in the morning. And then it just hit me, you know. I know a lot of you know that in my family, we, I mean, every uncle has two million children, plus or minus 100, you know, including my father, too. May he so rest in peace. 
And I was just lying there. And then I realized that the chaotic combination of permutation of is that the, 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 the subset in the Venn diagram. You know the Venn diagram, you have maybe A, B. Then in the middle, you have A, B. And sometimes you have A, B, C, D, E. But still, there's a small section there that, you know. In fact, when uh, Reverend was going to, for the funeral, and I told him that the Lord had asked me to reach out to a, a certain group of people that are actually my siblings, my half, is it half, half, yeah, you know, but I, I didn't grow up with them, I don't have a clue, I, if I saw them, I wouldn't recognize them, but the Lord said I should reach out to them and help them, and then as the song came, the, 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 I realized that the goodness of God put me on a road that I, I could also be there, Gee. And why me? Because in that group of children, I'm the only one who managed to go to a good school, finish school, there's married, there's everything, none of them. But why was I the one picked out and located into another environment? I see the evidence of his goodness all over my Oh, I want somebody to appreciate. I know you are frustrated about some boyfriend or some money or some house. Or, there are bigger things and there are more important things. Why are you frustrated over things that don't matter? You know, there was a face in my life that I thought, of, why have I been taken? Why haven't I been left there? I also want to be there. All over my life. The Bible says that then shall we know if we follow on to know. What doesn't make sense to you now is okay. If God understands it, that's fine. He loves you enough to make sure that all things will work together for your good. You're on the journey you are on because there's a plan. Jeremiah 31, the Bible says, I read verse 1 and 4 from the New King James, and then we'll read it from the Message Bible. At the same time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel. And they shall be my people. That says the Lord. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel. When I went to give him rest, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes. Somebody say, oh yes. I have loved you with an everlasting love. The love doesn't finish. All of us, we have had friendships, maybe our housemates, our best friend from primary school. The love finished. Your first boyfriend, your second boyfriend, your third boyfriend, your fourth, the 26th, the 27th. Even the 31st one, the current. 
It's finished. You can see the bottle is empty. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. And when that happens, God's decree, it will, message Bible, it will be plain as the sun at high noon. I'll be the God of every man, every woman, and every child in Israel, and they shall be my very own people. This is the way God put it. They found grace out in the desert. These people who survived. Like, how many survivors do I have here? You have survived. Some of you, they almost kicked you out of uni. You couldn't pay your fees. You paid quota. You couldn't balance. They said that, you, you, you know, you, yeah, you went to work. They sacked you. Trying to yeah, balance. Didn't, eh. Out looking for a place of rest. May you find rest. They met God. Out looking for them. See, like the prodigal son. God is out looking for you. Stop. He will find you. And God told them, I have never quit loving you, and I never will. You see, for us as human beings, we cannot open our mouth and say, I'll never quit loving you. Because annoyances come and annoyances go. Sometimes, to even now start saying hello to you again, we have to go and pray and fast. Reverend, this one is too difficult. I've let go, but I'm not going to talk to them. I'm okay now, but I don't need to see them. I, 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 yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm fine, but please, please. Expect love. Love. And more love. It's not that God is going to love you once or twice. One, two, three, more and more and more love. Nobody else can give you love, love, more love. Even the people who love us the most, when we annoy them, they manifest a little bit, then they recover. Somebody say amen. amen. Every wife and husband say amen. amen. We love and then we recover. When? And so now I'll start over with you and build you up again, dear Virgin Israel. You will resume your singing, grabbing tambourines and joining the dance. You see, sometimes the reason why you don't have a song in your heart and you can't even dance. Some of us, we dance only when circumstances are good. When there's a victory, we can physically sing. See, otherwise we can't get excited about life or about God because we can't see. But when you understand that there is love, love, more love, you will resume your singing. You resume your dancing. See, some of us, before Christ, we didn't dance. But in Christ, we don't have a choice but to dance. To know that we appreciate this lover boy is the loveliest of the most. I mean, he's a lover boy. 
That's why, brothers, if you want to learn how to love, love God. My heart sings, oh, oh, oh. My heart sings, oh. How can I describe a love that's undescribable? How can I explain a love that's unexplainable? I'm at a loss for Psalm 63. I pray that from today you will not doubt the love God has for you. I don't care what you have been told, what you have experienced, what you have seen or not seen. This is a love that doesn't quit and doesn't give up. This is an everlasting love. Not only the New King James says that he has drawn, drawn us into his loving kindness. He has drawn us. Has somebody ever, oh, I was really in the spirit. I'm coming to the flesh. Has somebody ever drawn you, ladies, into their bosom, drawn you with a tight squeeze? Oh, 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 my heart sings. Oh. I've confused them. I've confused them. Reverend Sam, they don't know what to do about what I say. They don't even know how to take it. Squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it. Psalm 63, we'll read verse 1 to 8. We'll read the New King James and then we'll read the Message Bible. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Listen. There is a longing and a hunger in us that only God can fill. Everything you thought would satisfy you, since you received it, what has happened? Sometimes it's like the mega job. Maybe if I get a first class, if I finish my PhD or my master's, if I marry, if I can only have children, if I, all those things are good days, but they don't occupy the space that God occupies. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. 
to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus, I will bless you. While I live, I will lift up my hands in your name. You see, when you know that somebody loves you, you shout it on the rooftop. The people who even don't love us or we are not sure, we shout it on Instagram. Me and my boo, me and my babe. Then the next time, they put a line through the babe. Then another time, they put a question mark by the babe. And sometimes, they still, me and my babe, but the faces are changing. Babe was black, babe is white, babe is mixed race, babe is non-race, babe is... Verse 5, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. Those of you who don't chew bones can't understand this passage. So only those who chew bones will know what satisfaction. It's in the Bible, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. Yes, because you can't find the marrow unless you crack a bone. And fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. When on your bed, what do you meditate on? Who do you remember? Because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows closely behind you and your right hand upholds me. Yes, we have been throwing our soul to things and places. Sometimes we have thrown our soul to money. Yes. And you realize that there is no level of money that satisfies. Go and ask Elon Musk. Even when they made him the richest man in the world, he was chasing more money. Let's read the message. God, you are my God. I can't get enough of you. God, you are my God. You see, this sounds like some raps that somebody will give. Is it a Shawanda? Oh, Shawanda. You are my Shawanda. I can't get enough of you. I've worked up such hunger and thirst for God. Traveling across dry and weary deserts. So here I am in the place of worship. How can I describe a love that's undescribable? How can I explain a love that's unexplainable? I'm at the loss for Oh, 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 my soul. So here I am in the place of worship, eyes open, drinking in your strength and glory. 
May the Lord open your eyes to see that he's the living water. And when you drink it, strength and glory. He says that in your generous love, when we say somebody is generous, it means that without measure, isn't it? I am really living at last. Finally, I can live. My lips bring praises like fountains. That's why those of us who even can't sing, you see we sing. Because we are living at last. I bless you every time I take a breath. I don't know why somebody hasn't used this for a song. The world has a song. My arms wave like banners of praise to you. I eat my fill of prime rib and gravy. I know somebody that this verse applies to. I smack my lips. It's time to shout praises. And to, today is the best day for prime rib and gravy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thou art a prophet. If I'm sleepless at midnight, I spend the hours in grateful reflection. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm grateful. All is not done, but there's so much that has been done. I'm grateful. Wow. Because you've always stood up for me. I'm free to run and play. I hold on to you for dear life. And you hold me steady as a post. If you hold on to God for dear life, you will not stumble. You will not fall. I pray that in this year, we'll spend time in great reflection, grateful reflection, and recognize he has helped. He has kept me in the shadow of his wings. I'm still standing. He has stood up for me. He has stood by me. He has stood with me. And he continues to keep me from falling. And even when I fall or I stumble, he picks me up. You know, this is when John 3, 16, I read the message Bible. It says that this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. May that be your portion. This half and half, half and half. It's like some of us, a man has cut our leg, has crippled us, has taken part of our heart, a corner of it, has eaten a bit of... May we have a whole and lasting life. When you look at 1 John 3, 16, let's read a few verses there. And then I'm going to just give you about 10 or of what this love, how... It, you see, the Hebrew and the Greek seem to have words that English language is limited. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'll list a few for you so that you have understanding that when you say God loves me, what it really means. First John 3, the Bible says in verse 16 to 20, read the message. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. I don't know how you've understood love and how you've experienced love. Now this is how, this is how. 
Christ sacrificed his life for us. Nobody is going to kill themselves for you. Nobody. Not even your father or your mother. Nobody. Only Christ. Only Christ. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. You see, when you become content in God's love, you have enough of it to share. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what has happened to God's love? People see God's love through us. It has disappeared. And you, and you made it disappear. My dear children, let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we are living truly, living in God's reality. I like verse 20. It says that this love, it's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism, even when there's something to it. How many of us have messed up? Every now and then we have messed up. How many of us are still messing up? He says that this is the way to shut down. Sometimes it's even you yourself, self-criticism. Other people, you can see that this one, I messed up. This one, the only way you can shut that down is to understand and experience God's love. Because it's not like what you're saying is not true or what has happened didn't happen. It says that for God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. That is why sometimes when you want to give up, God is like, you can't give up. Because I know more about you than you do. I know that there's more strength, you have more strength than you think you have. I know that you are more capable. I know that you will get through this. He will not put more on you than you can bear. And with every temptation, he will make a way of escape for you. Let me list a few things about God's love. Number one, God's love is sacrificial. It's not just sacrificing money. It's sacrificing his blood, sending his son. Number two. God's love has a personal attachment. Because he's the one who made you. It's very personal to him. That is why when you meet somebody whether they say they're an atheist, agnostic, that they don't believe in God, whatever, you should just let them know that God's love for them is personal. God loves us as a matter of principle and duty, not just emotion. You see, Amnon's love for Tamar was just emotional. I love my sister. I can't sleep. I can't breathe. I as at a matter of principle and duty. Most marriages that survive for decades and decades because this concept of principle and duty is part of the relationship. If you are going to stay in marriage or you will only be married when emotionally you feel in love, you are going to divorce. You have to see it as a principle. I have chosen to love. God has chosen to love us. Whether we shut him out, knock him down, whatever he has. And for him, he sees it as a duty. How many of us 
are nurses or doctors that sometimes the patients are rude, obnoxious. In that moment, as a matter of principle and as a matter of duty, you have to take care of the patient, even when they are insulting you. I remember many decades ago, my uncle was literally on his deathbed. They had put all the tubes, everything on him. And the nurse was trying to, I think, get some blood for a test. And we were there. My mom was there. And he was, my uncle was telling my mom, Teresa, tell them who I am. I mean, he died about 15 or 20 minutes later after this conversation. But as they were, tell, do they know who I am? You know, and the nurse was like, I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say, tell them to I say, you come to do the, 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 whoever you are, where you are lying. But the nurse was still patient because it's a duty. If he was in a, a different environment, maybe he has come to visit you and he says, do you know who I am? You can say, walk out, walk out. God loves us willingly. He's willing, he's fully willing. Nobody's putting pressure on God to love us Nobody is coercing God to love us. Do you, do you Sometimes, for some of us, we'll introduce a sister around and say, oh, have you considered this person? Like, no. Then we have to put pressure. We have to coerce. We have to convince. We have to threaten. We have to enforce. You know? Nobody has to coerce God to love you. Nobody can manipulate God to love you. He loves you. God's love is a feast that never runs out. We have feast and we have feast. Some of us, Christmas Day, that's why we don't eat the way we eat on Christmas Day, hopefully, for the rest of the year. Because if you are eating the way you eat on Christmas Day throughout the year, may the Lord deliver. But you see that on Christmas Day, you know, we make menu. You are maybe the only four people in the house, but there has to be a feast. And, and we do feast. Do feast. You see, when you eat and then you can't breathe, yeah, that's how God's love is. It's a feast. If you take it in at a point, you, you'll be like, okay, okay, okay. He loves beyond measure. So that's how it's described, you know, that God's love, when, we, when you're reading the Bible and it says his loving kindness, he has loved you with an everlasting love. It's saying that the love is beyond measure. He loves dearly. I know a lot of presidents use that, dearly beloved. He loves exceedingly more. We have three minutes to finish. He loves mightily. He loves intensely. Some of us, our intense love is only till we are able to have sex with a person. That's why sisters, don't be overwhelmed when the brother says he can't breathe. If he can't breathe, you should call a doctor and they'll give him uh, this thing, um, inhaler. They'll give him an inhaler. Yes. Yes. Have you seen how the intensity tapers off? 
Even in marriage, if you are not conscious of it and you don't make a conscious effort, the intensity of the love can still... He loves over and above anything we can imagine. So any love you have experienced, God's own is over and above. The best love, maybe some of us, our parents were so amazing and they loved us, loved us, loved us, loved us. God's love is over and above. Remember, we are talking about somebody who is a father, who is a friend, who we are his bride. I mean, he's all encompassing. Let me give you one more. God's love has no opposition and no challenger. That is why the world will never understand it until it also comes to receive the love. He loves us. Oh, how he loves. He loves me. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. First John 3, 1, the Bible says, What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. See how much our Father loves us. And this is the hope. Romans 5, 5. And this is the hope. Will, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. This kind of love will never lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. That is why every Christian should crave for the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to pour God's love in your heart. The more spiritual you will become, the more you are filled with the love of God. He loves me. Oh, how. Rise up onto your feet.